Welcome to Down with Joe DeRosa, one topic, one hour, no guests today, just doing an episode, me by myself in the kitchen here, it's my lovely home, my dog is uh, to my left, I got a dog, his name is Khan, not as in Madeline or James, as in Wrath of, uh, and he's a good man, he is a boy dog, and uh, he looks like an old man. You know, what do you want, what do you want me to say? He, he's a young guy. He's only two. But he looks like he's about 96, which I like because I feel like that's kind of, that's how I am. I, I, you know, I'm physically not that old, but I somehow give off a 96-year-old vibe. Anyway, thanks for listening. We were off last week. Uh, just a bit of a break. You know, sometimes you got to take a week off. But now we're back. Uh, let's get some plugs out of the way, first of all. We got the uh, we got some shows. Actually, not till May, but we got some shows coming up in May. I'll be up in Toronto in May, and I'll also be in Houston in May. In uh, Toronto, I'll be at the uh, Comedy Bar on May 9th and 10th. And uh, in the following weekend, I'll be uh, at the uh, Improv in Houston. So come out to those shows. Uh, one other thing. That I have to say I'm a little disappointed about. You know, we've been uh, dry, you know, I've been announcing this promotion for the last few uh, episodes of the podcast. I'm pushing it as hard as I can here that I want these album ratings lower on the internet. And, you know, I'm still seeing four stars here, three stars there, one and a half stars in yet another place. Come on, guys. I want these things one star across the board. Every album, one star. Let's finish the job. Some angry people started it. Let us finish it. Let's get busy. Now, the bad reviews are still coming in, but I, it's got to go lower. You Will Die on Amazon, still at one and a half stars. I want it down to one. Depression Auction on Amazon, still at two stars. I want it down to one. Return of the Son of Depression Auction at one and three quarter stars. I want it down to one leave a bad review make it funny let's get me down to one star i want to be the lowest rated comic on the internet and by the way it doesn't stop at amazon because i'm looking on itunes too Uh, i'm seeing the depression auction still has three stars on there that's unacceptable return of the sun three and a half what are you guys doing get on this you will die one and a half no Mistakes were made, I believe, is probably at a strong one, though. No, that's at one and a half on it. Come on, guys. Get out there. Give it the one-star reviews and make them good because I'm going to give people things that leave good ones. I'm telling you, this is what we're doing. It's happening. We're not fucking around. Well, apparently you guys are. You guys are really fucking around because you're not leaving the goddamn bad reviews quickly enough or at least in enough of an abundance. That's all I'm saying. I appreciate what you do, but do more. Please. It's an interesting thing, me sort of complaining about this, because it's going to take us right into our topic for today. Bullying. Bullying, bullying, bullying. A lot of talk of bullying out there. Uh, let's start Let's start with a, a definition, if you will. Let's start with what is bullying. Uh, and, of course, I go to the trusty Wikipedia uh, shouts out to Wikipedia, by the way, uh, for keeping my page intact. Uh, someone was 
really trying to get it taken down. Um, I don't know who they are, but they were really hell-bent, apparently, on saying that the page wasn't notable or something. Uh, and Wikipedia said, no, we're going to keep it. So thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Uh, anyway, bullying is the f- use of force, threat, or coercion to abuse, intimidate, or aggressively dominate others. The behavior is often repeated and habitual. One essential prerequisite is the perception by the bully or by others of an imbalance of social or physical power. Okay. I love everything it just said there. Especially the part about it being repeated or habitual. I think that's key. Now, let me start by saying I am no, uh, you know, I'm not one of these anti-bully people, you know, sort of waving the flag saying it's always horrible and it's got to stop immediately. I also am not without sympathy for bullying. I think I fall somewhere in the middle. Uh, And let me just clarify. I am somebody who has been bullied for, I, I can't remember a time in my life where I wasn't getting bullied. I used to get shoved around in grade school all the time. I went to a very small grade school. I used to get pushed around all the time. Uh, there was one kid. I don't know if I'm allowed to say his name or not. Well, I'll say his name. His name was Greg Murdoch. Just, I mean, what do you expect from a kid named Greg Murdoch? I mean, does that sound like a kid that's not going to fuck with you? Anyway, that kid used to just, oh, Jesus Christ. He used to just shove me around. And one time he swung a metal chair and stopped it an inch from my face and said, yeah, I'd like to just smash your fucking face in with this chair. It was frightening, I'd say, at times, going to school with such a person. Uh, And I would complain about it to my mom. And my mom would say, "Uh, you stand up for yourself and you don't run away. But that was then. That was then. This was pre-internet. This is pre-cell phones. This is pre-people being able to fuck with you on, 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 on platforms that are far beyond uh, a child's comprehension. Uh, some of these platforms, the vastness of these platforms, are hard enough for us adults to wrap our heads around, let alone some kids. So I, I understand that somebody getting poked in the chest in 1987 is a lot different from somebody being the, the centerpiece of a defaming website in 2015. I read the stories on the news and stuff like that. I was actually pulling up a few today, uh, and I found some good ones here. Um, I went over to, I just kind of, to be honest, I just typed in the words bully and news to, uh, to the Google search, and school bullying came up on uh, the HuffPost site, and I thought, okay, HuffPost is a fairly liberal site, so I thought they're probably not going to take a harsh approach. This is probably a pretty gentle approach to the subject, and I thought that would be a good place to pull some content from. Why not? When a friendship is used as a weapon, revealing the hidden nature of relational bullying. So this sounds more like an analytical piece, but basically what they're saying in here is that from time to time, uh, uh, dealing with the topic of girl bullying, I'm assuming back in a younger age, uh, skeptical people often asked that uh, the recent media attention paid to bullying has caused professionals to cite incidents of bullying where perhaps only rudeness exists. The reporter who wrote this article answers quite affirmantly that yes, indeed, false positives are possible outcomes of increased awareness to which the inquirer usually nods a satisfied smile. More often, however, she says, 
I find that genuine bullying underlies situations that adults mistakenly write off as harmless. That is what I am even more concerned about. Well, I, I agree with almost everything that was just read there by myself. I read it, and I think I agree with it. There is a problem right now. There is a problem with this word being thrown around far, far too easily. Uh, you know, you see it all the time with comedians. Somebody says something mean about somebody else, and it's immediately labeled as bullying. Well, that's not bullying. That's not bullying. That's saying something mean. And you're allowed to be hurt by saying somebody saying something mean. You're allowed to be angry about somebody saying something mean. You're allowed to react to that in any way you want. But what you can't do is say that a person isn't allowed to have a mean commentary about somebody else. That's not bullying. That's not bullying. Now, if that person is unfairly obstructing your business, if they are trying to interfere with your, with your livelihood, oh, there's the word, livelihood, if they're, trying to, if they're trying to hurt you in those ways, well, then maybe you do have a case. If they're repeatedly on a mission to bring you down, well, then maybe you do have a case. But when you don't have a case, in my opinion, it's just because somebody says something mean about you, that's not bullying. That's somebody's commentary. You know, I've made fun of Insane Clown Posse in my act. Does that mean I'm bullying them? I've made fun of Twitter in my act. Does that mean I'm bullying Twitter? Uh, when people tweet to me and say, you're a fucking dirty cunt and I hate you or whatever. Is that bullying? No. Somebody being a douche. It's me being a douche. It's them being a douche. That's all being douches. Now, here's the thing. If what I say about Insane Clown Posse causes somebody who employs me to say, we don't want to be in business with you anymore, or causes somebody I'm friends with to say, I don't like what you, what you said about that, I don't want to be friends with you anymore, or causes a person I'm dating to say, I found that despicable, I don't want to date you anymore. Well, okay, that's fine. That's what it is. You can react in any way you want, but what you can't do is say a person's not allowed to say something. We're all allowed to say whatever we want, and everybody else is allowed to have a reaction to it however they want. It's that Simple. So when somebody says something mean about you, I think, I think the qualities laid out by the Wikipedia definition of bullying need to apply before you can say it is bullying. Is it repetitive? Is it habitual? Is it to aggressively dominate you? Is it to intimidate you? Intimidate. Okay? Intimidate. That's, that's, that's one of the iffy words here. Intimidation is not you getting upset because somebody said something unsavory about you. Intimidation is a person trying to scare you, trying to frighten you. And just because somebody says, I think you have bad breath, or I think you're an annoying uh, referee and you don't call the game correctly, or I think your pizza sucks, that is not intimidation. That is an opinion. Abuse, again, I'd like to read the definition of abuse because I'm assuming it's going to... Well, before I say again, let's just read it. Improper usage or treatment of an entity often to unfairly or improperly gain benefit. Yes, that is what I thought I was going to say. Improperly gain benefit. Abusive husband, abusive girlfriend, physically abusive, verbally abusive, sexually abusive. That is to keep someone beneath you. That is a behavior meant to control somebody else. Again... Just saying something mean about somebody isn't abuse. It's a comment. When does it become abuse? When reputation is involved. 
when the when the means or or the intention to intimidate is involved when when uh when when the strategy to hold that other person beneath you is involved now we're getting into some 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 tough stuff and then that, that now okay great now maybe we're talking about abuse but somebody just going hey you're a douche i don't think it is i really don't think it is i want to talk about the second part of what the the reporter here says who was this article written by by the way um it was written by Where the hell is it? Signy Whitson. Is that how you say that? Signy Whitson? Uh, anyway, uh, the part here I found interesting. I find that genuine bullying underlies situations that adults mistakenly write off as harmless. That is why I'm even more concerned about. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I do think it can, it does get written off as harmless from time to time. I do think adults often say, it's not so serious. It's not everything isn't so isn't so. Uh, it's not such a drastic situation, and we can wait and we can take a breath on this. Uh, and sometimes terrible things happen. I'm looking at a story here. Twelve year old girl committed suicide. That's terrible, terrible. Rebecca Ann Sedwick bullied for months before suicide. Sheriff says in video says here for nearly a year. Whoop! There's the video. It says here, for nearly a year, as many as 15 girls ganged up on 12-year-old Rebecca Ann Sedwick and picked on her, authorities say, bombarding her with online messages such as, you should die, and why don't you go kill yourself? Rebecca couldn't take it anymore. Now, notice common themes popping up again. 15 girls ganging up on one person, picking on her. For months, nearly a year this went on bombarding her, it says here. Online messages, you should die. Why don't you go kill yourself? To me, this is genuine bullying. To me, it's tragic. It ended with the girl killing herself. It's horrible, horrible. Shakes me up just to even read about it. But this is genuine bullying. This is an example. It, go, it went on for an extended period of time. There was an unfair balance. It wasn't one-on-one. It was 10, 15 on one. It was bombardment. It was not fair criticisms of somebody. It wasn't criticisms or critiques of somebody, uh, somebody's work or appearance or whatever. It's people saying terrible, vicious things to this person for no reason. That is bullying. And that is horrible. And I don't know how that goes on in a school without anybody noticing that it's happening. She changed, it says here, one of her online screen names to That Dead Girl. She messaged a boy in North Carolina that says, I'm jumping. And then on Monday, the Lakeland girl went to an abandoned concrete plant, climbed to a tower, and hurled herself to her death. Authorities have seized computers and cell phones from the girls, from some of the girls, as they decide whether to bring charges in what appeared to be the nation's latest deadly cyberbullying case. Bullying started over a boyfriend issue last year. At Crystal Lake Middle School, Jesus, we'll change the name of the middle school for Christ's sakes, uh, Sheriff Gray Judd said, but he gave no details. Police say, okay, so I don't know how this, something like this go. I mean, to me, it's like if they know the girls that they need to confiscate shit from, how do they not, how does nobody know that this is going on beforehand? Well, maybe it's because of what the previous reporter said about adults kind of turning a blind eye to it, to saying that's just kids being kids. Well, at a time, there was a time when I would agree with that. There was a time when I'd say, you know what, it kind of was just kids being kids and kids are douchebags. And, and that's, by the way, an important thing to point out here. Kids are douchebags. And I'm going to get back to that in two seconds. Um, 
But it's not just kids being kids anymore. The internet has changed everything. Look, when I read something negative about myself on the internet, you you can't help but have some part of you feel like the entire world sees it. And they don't. They don't. And it took time for me and I'm sure many other performers and actors and comedians, whatever out there, to get used to that too, to understand that it's not the entire world seeing this. It's not the end of the world. It's just a thing that happens. None of us ever cried bully over it. None of us ever went out there and said, you know, uh, uh, this, this needs to be taken down or this isn't fair. We just said, okay, that kind of stings, but hey, that's, that's what it is. That's how you, you, you had to get used to it after a while. But we're adults. We're grown-ups. I can't fucking imagine what a 12-year-old kid feels like when they see their name with the, wor- with the words, you should die next to it on a goddamn website. You think your grade school class is the entire world, let alone the the rest of the school, let alone the rest of the town, let alone the rest of the world on the internet. I can't imagine the, the absolute solitude a kid must feel, the loneliness a kid must feel, and... When something like that happens, I, it's it's be, it's it's literally beyond my comprehension. I know how it felt as a kid to get bullied uh, when I was twelve. I know how that felt. I literally can't imagine how it would have felt if the internet was involved because we just we, it didn't exist. We didn't have it. So I do think adults maybe need to be a little more involved. What I don't think they need to do is turn every negative situation or experience of a twelve-year-old kid into a bullying case. That's the problem. That's often the problem in this country because everybody wants to turn everything into a giant news story. Everybody wants to turn everything into a crusade. And look, everything isn't a news story and a crusade. Everything isn't a means for you to get some attention. Sometimes things are just things. Sometimes life is mundane. A lot of the time, life is mundane. Life itself is pretty much fucking mundane. And what people like to do is make it sound like their problems and their issues are way, way, way more harsh and horrible and terrible than they actually are. Why? Because if your problems don't mean anything, you don't really mean anything. Unless you have mountainous problems, your existence probably isn't that important now, is it? Who's got big problems? The president, investment billionaire banker guys, celebrities, uh, you know, high-ranking officials. You know, these are the people that have big problems. These are the people that also are sort of known by everybody. And I think the average person wants to feel like that's the be-all, end-all. That's the core meaning of life. It's not. Being known is not the meaning of anything. What you do with your time is the meaning. How you treat and interact with others and the people that you care about and the love that you share, that's the fucking meaning of everything. Whether or not you're known doesn't mean anything. It's stupid. It's okay for your problems not to matter. It's okay. They're your problems. You deal with them. Everything doesn't have to be a news story all the time. Now, kids are douchebags. I didn't forget. I didn't forget. I remembered exactly what I was talking about, and I didn't forget. Here's what I mean by that. I have held the belief for God. uh, I'd say a good 15, 20 years now. I have held the belief that you are born bad. You are born bad. People say it the other way. They go, no, you're born good with a good heart and a pure soul, and then the world dirties it up. Bullshit. Bullshit. I think it's the other way around. You're born rotten. 
not rotten. Just you're born truly an animal. Animal instincts. Take to survive, kill to survive, do whatever you need to do to survive. Everything else that makes you, quote, a human, unquote, comes through learning, comes through conditioning. You have to be taught compassion. You have to be taught deeper, greater love. You know, every, there are creatures on this planet, obviously, where, that are most, for the most part, born with instinctual love, instinctual companionship. But learning politeness, learning you don't yell, learning you don't hit, learning you open the door for somebody, learning you smile, learning you say hello, learning you go out of your way for somebody else. You know, all the things your dog will never do for you. I love my dog, but, you know, he he's never going to be like, Joe, don't worry about it, after you. It's just not going to happen. When he wants the thing, he barks for the thing, and that's it. But people, we as people... We are able to do these things. And why? Because we learn them eventually. You don't come out of the womb knowing that stuff. You have to learn it. But everybody thinks it's too negative to say, hey, man, you're kind of born a dirty bastard, and then you've got to wash it off as you go. So they go, you're born great. So what's that do? That perpetuates this belief that everybody just pops out an angel, and everybody's just got a set of hidden wings under their shirt, and everybody's going to do so great and so good. Really? Well, if that's the case, how come kids make kids cry every day? No parent is telling the kid to do that. No mom is pulling a six-year-old aside and saying, call that girl fat today, it'll be a riot, trust me. It's not happening. The kid thinks of that on his own. That's child behavior. Why is it then when you grow up, they say, well, well, he finally matured. Or he has temper tantrums. He'll grow out of it. Look at the language we use when talking about children versus adults. Child language is very, very negative, and that's for a reason. Child children, excuse me, are not fully developed. They're underformed emotional creatures. They have to learn how to be sophisticated, and they haven't yet, which is why they fuck with each other which is why they pick on each other, which is why they're mean to each other. Do you think a kid is mean to another kid for no reason? No, it's survival. It's that kid saying, I can get ahead if I'm mean to this other kid right now. Why? Because the others don't seem to like this other kid, and I need to be accepted by the others because the others are a pack. That's fucking wolf mentality. That is dog mentality. Survive with the pack, shave the weak ones off so we can keep moving and they don't hold us down. Eventually, hopefully, not everybody, but eventually you grow out of that. Eventually. Not even grow. That even, I have a problem with that term, too. You grow out of it. You don't grow out of it. You have to be taught how to get out of it. You have to learn how to get out of it. And some people never do. That's why there are pieces of shit at your office or, or the factory or, or, the, or the quarry or wherever the hell you work. There's a lot of uh, grown-up pieces of shit there where you're going, this fuck, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Because the language goes in the other way, too. You meet a 45-year-old guy and you go, what is he, a child? Why does he act like a baby? What does that mean? Does that mean, oh, he comes to work on time and eats his lunch in a mannerly fashion and is courteous? No, it means he's a fucking whining, annoying, selfish brat. That's what that means. Nobody's ever used the word baby as a compliment. You know, you act like a baby. Keep it up. It's never been said, not once, ever. Here's the point. When we tell each other this bullshit 
when we put this smoke screen out there that, you know, everybody's just born wonderfully and children could never do anything wrong ever, 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 ever. Well, then we don't feel like we need to keep a cautious eye on them because what would a child do? It's innocent. What would a ch- and it is innocent, but it's innocent in the sense of ignorance. It's, in, it's innocent in the sense that it doesn't know any better. So, but we don't take it that way. We don't go, it doesn't know any better, it's ignorant. We go, we go no, they're just, every, they're just, they're just sunshine, they're just, they're just rose petals personified, and oh my God. And then, you know, go play kids, and then they fuck with each other, and kids are crying, and we go, oh, you'll get over it, you'll get over it. And then, uh, and then you know, terrible things start happening. That's one side of the spectrum. The other side of the spectrum is cuffing the children, not literally, but metaphorically cuffing the hands of every child, never letting them ever be critical of one another, never letting them discriminate in any way against each other, meaning like you can't play dodgeball or, or you can't, uh, you can't uh, read these types of books uh, or you can't have clubs or we can't grade tests or anything that rates you in any way or potentially leads to you excluding other people because you read a thing where you want to be a... Uh, 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 a fucking wizard and then you started a wizard's club and to be in the wizard's club you have to be a certain height or whatever so then the short kid can't get in the wizard's club and now he's left out and then whatever, whatever. I know that wasn't really a good example. I'm flying off this by the seat of my pants right now. Just bear with me, okay? Everything can't be perfect. I thought the other stuff that I said prior to that was pretty good. Uh, that last thing, let me slide on that. I mean, this, it just goes to, it can go to ridiculous length. Here's a story here. Father of bullied son files restraining order against a nine-year-old kid. I haven't read this one yet. I am assuming it's going to be ridiculous, but I don't know yet. Sometimes you have to take matters into your own hands, at least according to a California father who has filed a restraining order against an alleged nine-year-old bully at his son's school. Dad, Stephen Funder, told Fox 40 that the alleged bully has physically and verbally abused his son for months, sometimes using racial slurs, but that school administrators at Rolling Hill Elementary School in Fairfield have ignored his complaints. I'm trying to protect the children from future attacks by this young man. Hmm. Well, this is interesting. This is not as... I thought this was going to be ridiculous. It's actually sounding pretty interesting. Uh, The son confirmed the claims. He came up and pushed me. This is a quote from the son. Uh, he pushed me, I pushed him back, and then he punched me right in the face. And I said, and then he said, ha ha, you got punched. Uh, he uses the N word many times, B word, and the S word. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty out of control. That's pretty out of control. Again, though, again, though, here's the thing. Seeing all the same qualities of the Wikipedia document uh, definition. Repetition means to intimidate. Actual abuse, physical abuse here. Uh, verbal abuse too uh, and nobody's doing anything about it nobody's doing anything about it so actually at the beginning of the story I thought it was going to sound silly that a father rest- filed a restraining order against a nine year old kid but you know what I actually think this isn't a case of a dad trying to get a news story or go to extremes I think this is a case of a dad saying if you're not going to do anything at the as the authorities at that school I'm going to do I'm going to create a spectacle I'm going to do something that, out, that seems outrageous because nobody's ever done it before, and that'll bring attention. And that'll make you get off your asses and do something. That is the way to get people to do things. You got somebody that's not doing something for you. You go get it done in a very loud way. They'll start doing it afterwards. St- that's how you get people to do things for you. And I don't mean that in a manipulative way. I just mean like, you know, 
trust me, if you're at work and your boss is on you to do some shit and you just keep not doing it and then you see your boss doing it, Jesus Christ. I mean, how fast do you jump out of the chair at that point? Terribly scary. That's the worst. I remember because I used to slack off all the time at jobs. I used to do nothing. And then when you see your boss doing that would be like the scariest moment. Like, okay, the firing is coming. Never got fired. Have no idea how that's possible, but somehow I, I eluded it. Uh, so I actually like what this dad did. He took matters into his own hands, got himself some press, and said basically to the school, if you can't do it, I will. Says the closing line here, Daily Republic asked Foodner, I believe that's Fwadner, I don't know how to say it, how he might respond to those who think his restraining order is extreme. They might change their mind if it was their child as the victim, he said. Well, that is true. That is true. And it's interesting that that's a story about a, involving a parent and bullying. Because I really, I really think the way you define a, the difference between a parent being disciplinary or abusive kind of provides you some framework as to how you can determine between somebody being critical or a bully. You know, a parent is allowed to criticize their child. A parent is allowed to reprimand their child as to discipline them, as to change their behavior, as to keep them in certain line and keep them acting in uh, acceptable fashion. Now, some parents go too far, obviously, uh, with physical violence or with, with verbal degradation or where by doing terrible things like locking them in rooms for hours at a time or whatever kind of horrible flowers in the attic abuse you can imagine. That's too far. That's abuse. That's not discipline. That's bullying. And I think it's the same thing with actual bullying or at least in the traditional sense of bullying. If it's repetitive, if it keeps happening, if it goes to extremes, if it is damaging, damaging the child, and there's a difference between somebody being truly damaged by an experience and by somebody saying, I can't deal with somebody saying a negative thing about me. There is a difference. I'm sorry, there is. But if all those things exist, the damage, the repetition, et cetera, et cetera, fine. Then it's bullying. The last thing I want to talk about with this is that I know, and I think this is an important thing to mention when you discuss a topic like bullying. I know my opinion isn't the be-all, obviously, the be-all, end-all opinion. I don't think that my opinion is flawlessly correct. I don't think that I have this all figured out. I believe in what I'm saying, and I think I have a good take on it. But who knows? Somebody could tell me something, give me some valuable information, lead me in one direction, uh, in, in either direction, further down the road than, than I currently am. I don't know. I don't know. I realize it's a delicate issue. I realize it's a sensitive issue. I also realize that I'm a comic, and I might have a thicker skin when it comes to this sort of thing than the average person does. I mean, me and my friends are as mean as humanly possible to one another. Now, it's not bullying because it's meant to be fun, and it is. It's hilarious. There's nothing I love more than me and my friends being mean to each other. Keith Robinson... I'll call him on some days just to listen to him shit on me. It makes me happy. It makes me so happy. And I'll call him on some days just to shit on him. 
And he'll call me to shit on me and he'll call me to get shit on. And I do it with Bill Burr. And I do it with Rachel Feinstein. And I don't remember the last time I talked to Amy Schumer where we weren't insulting each other. That's what comedians do. It's fun. I love it so much. It makes me so, so happy. And I would be very upset if anybody ever took that away, uh, which I don't think they can because I'm not in a school and there are no teachers. It sounds like even if we were in a school and there were teachers, they wouldn't do anything about it anyway. Um, but hey, that's us. That's comedians. That's why I say maybe my perspective's a little skewed. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it all out too, you know. I don't have the answers. I just talk like I do and then put a second-guessing disclaimer on the end of each podcast. Anyway, let's go to the phones, folks. Put it out to Twitter this, this fine day. Wanted to see if anybody had any thoughts on bullying. Let's see what we got here. A few responses. Uh, this is from uh, Coggin Toboggan uh, at the Bobarian. Bob Bobarian Bob I don't know at the B O B A R I A N. Uh, I said, send your thoughts on bullying. Doing a podcast about bullying. He said, only stupid morons podcast about that. Get it? That's very funny. Very funny. It is funny, but it, you know, there's not much I can do with it. Uh, but you know. All right, that's not bullying, though. I get the joke. Like, I say, send me a thought about bullying, and he writes a mean thing. But that's... Actually, I can do something. That's not bullying. There are people that will say, that's bullying. That's not bullying. That's just somebody saying a mean thing. And I I think he's joking anyway, but it doesn't matter. Even if he means it, it's, it's not bullying. Bullying is not saying a mean thing. Bullying is repetitive intimidation. This one comes from Bert... Uh, Bert, you can follow him at at T-R-E-B-4564. Bert writes, so you're going to do one whole hour on Anthony Cumia. You guys should hug it out. Well, as far as hugging it out goes, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, if you listen to his show, you know I did attempt to reach out to him to have a conversation, which he, I would say, roundly rejected. Uh, you can You can listen to his show. Uh, to hear his take on that. Um, but as far as Anthony it concerned with this topic of bullying, I don't think, I wouldn't constitute him as a bully for, for saying mean things about me on his show. He's allowed to do that. He's absolutely allowed to do that. He's allowed to say anything he wants. I'm allowed to react to it in however I want, but it doesn't mean it's bullying. It just means I can say, well, I don't care for what was said. And that's all I ever think when it comes to people like that. You know, this 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 whole thing does sort of get into the, the free speech issue of, well, you can't say anything anymore, and there's no more free speech, and things, you know, everything's police. And it's like, look, you can say whatever you want, whenever you want, but other people are allowed to react to that. Now, you can also discuss whether or not you thought the reaction was valid. And that's what this episode is really about. Saying, is the reaction when somebody points a finger back and says, you're bullying me, valid? Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. That's all any of this really is. The problems occur when we start saying, you're not allowed to say something. Now, there are things, I guess, that you're not allowed to say legally by law. Uh, You know, you're not allowed to incite mobs. 
uh, you know, you're not allowed to uh, slander. You know, the, the, there are things that are illegal, obviously. But at the end of the day, you can pretty much say whatever you want, but you have to be ready to deal with the repercussions. So if I go on stage or if I go on this podcast and I shit all over somebody, like I often do, uh, I've said many mean things about Kathy Griffin. Why? I just don't care for her. Uh, so here's the thing. Now, if Kathy Griffin hears that and wants to say, ha, that's really funny, great. If she wants to say, you're bullying me, I can say, well, I don't think so, but that's your opinion. And that's the end of it. If she wants to say, I want to boycott your podcast and I want to get people to boycott it because I don't like you said to me, I guess, okay, yeah, maybe you're allowed to do that. I don't know. But what she can't say is you're not allowed to say that anymore. Have I driven this point home enough? Have I just harped on the same? Oh, my God. I just realized how many times I've just over and over made that point during this podcast. What do you want from me, people? You know, as I always say, it's a free show. You get it for free. You know, fuck yourself. All right? What do you want from me? We got time for one more. Bullying. Oh, this comes, I'm sorry. This comes from Fackin Peter. Oh, that's funny. Fackin Peter. Fack, at F-A-C-K-I-N Peter. Bullying, good or really good? Um, well, I'm, I have to say good because that's the, that's the only option versus really good. That's the only one that, that's more negative. So in a good and really good choice, good is technically bad. It's kind of like when you go to a store and there's no small, there's just medium and large. Medium is small. And if you're saying this bad thing is good or really good, then that means good counts as bad. So I'll say good. All right? Fucking Peter. Folks, thanks for tuning in this week. I really appreciate it. Again, I'm going to be up in Toronto. May 9th and 10th at the Comedy Bar. Come out to one of those shows. I think there might potentially be one or other, one or more other shows being added that week. Uh, and a, potentially another venue as well in addition to Toronto. I'm not sure yet. Uh, the following week slash weekend, I will be at the Improv in Houston, Texas. Oh, Texas. I love Texas so much. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love going back to Texas. Uh, and I love Toronto. L- T- Toronto... Uh, and Texas, literally two of my favorite places to visit. I'm not just saying that. Uh, and I'm happy to be going to both in one week. So come check that out. And folks, for Christ's sakes, get out there online and start pushing me around through your reviews a little bit. I better not see another two and a half star review or rating. Get these things down to one star. We're going to get these awesome shirts made um, the shirts, well, I don't want to say what they're going to say, but they're, they're, I'm very excited about the shirts. Uh, and you have a chance of winning one if you would just shit on me. You have nothing to lose. If you like me, if you like me, it's funny and it's ironic and it's a, it's a joke between pals. Hey, I'm wearing the shirt where I shit on you, but I like you. Get it? I do get it. I made up the shirt. It was my idea. Of course I get it. Thank you. And if you don't like me, you're wearing a shirt that says you don't like me. What more do you need? There's, there's, it's literally a win-win. There is no downside to this. Everybody wins. Haters and fans alike. What other artist out there has given his, his fans and his haters 
equal opportunity and equal love. You win either way. I'm the only guy doing it. Why? Because I give a shit. Why? Because I'm a good person. Why? Because I'm not an asshole. Why? Because I'm not a bully.